With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we made it to uh, Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. We'll talk some football with Chris Sims on loan from Pro Football Talk. Adam Sandler, I think, is going to stop by next hour. His old Little League team in the Little League World Series competition. We'll talk to the Sandman. He's also doing a basketball movie where he has cast McLovin in that basketball movie. So Sandman will start by, uh, stop by coming up here next hour. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Make sure you check out the DP Show store. Tailgating season right around the corner. Got a bunch of new t-shirts. Danpatrick.com. Plus uh, new bags of pennies, bang biscuits for smaller dogs. We were listening to you. You said these are biscuits maybe for a little bit larger we got uh, new dog biscuits there, pennies, bang biscuits for smaller dogs. Go to danpatrick.com. This program brought to you by the great folks at Mercedes-Benz. The compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. It's the size of the fight in that SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready-for-anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at mbusa.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. We'll get phone calls, play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, all of that forthcoming. As we approach the final preseason weekend, quarterback battles around the NFL starting to get settled. We spent a lot of time yesterday talking about the Jags, Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, Gardner Minshew, and Urban made it official. He named Trevor Lawrence as his starter. The Broncos are going to go with Teddy Bridgewater. The Bears are going to start Andy Dalton. The Saints haven't officially made a decision yet, but that should be forthcoming. And then there's Mac Jones in New England. I guess you can throw in Trey Lance, but listen to Jimmy Garoppolo being asked about basically who's starting at quarterback for the 49ers. Kyle said he had a pretty good idea to do the starting quarterback in week one. Do you have a pretty good idea? Oh, yeah, I have a pretty good idea. (laughs) 
you're smiling about it. That must mean something, right? Uh, it's whatever he decides. Yeah, I'll. Uh, <laughs> I, I I have a pretty good idea. I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now and everything, and just the offense as a whole. Uh, but yeah, Kyle's the head man. He'll make the call. Yeah, the call's already been made. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. If he was crying when he was there, ask it, when he was asked the question, then we'd go, he's probably going to be Trey Lance, but he's got a big smile on his face, and he realizes he is the future now, but he's not going to be the future after this season. They traded a lot to get Trey Lance. It's not like you go, you know, on second thought, we're going to keep Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback for the 49ers. Is he a great quarterback in today's NFL? No, he's not. I know. He wins games. Well, he's quarterbacking the Patriots and he's quarterbacking the 49ers. Those are really good teams. I don't know if we put him on Jacksonville or the Texans. We would go, yeah, he just wins games. Jimmy Garoppolo learned at the feet of Tom Brady. He's not going to beat you with anything that's amazing, but it's more of a steady drip. That's the water torture that he would provide. Trey Lance, that's the guillotine where he can all of a sudden go, I'm going to throw it deep or I can beat you with my legs. We have wishful reporting. I talk about this a lot in this business. It's we want to push something so we have something to talk about. Andy Dalton was going to start in week one. Uh, Trevor Lawrence with Gardner Minshew. I thought Urban Meyer would maybe go with Gardner Minshew. Just based on that offensive line with Trevor Lawrence, the offensive philosophy that you have in Jacksonville, and you bring in Trevor Lawrence with a whole lot of expectation there. I said to you that Teddy Bridgewater was going to get the start, told you that two weeks ago. Uh, Drew Locke Drew Locke can give it and take it away. He's got a lot of potential. He's got a big arm. But Teddy Bridgewater is going to give you something steady. That's all. It's just a safer pick for the Broncos. And I do think the Broncos have a lot of talent. The wide receiving core, which you might not take advantage of with Teddy's arm as opposed to Drew Locke, but this is about let's just stay in games. Let's not lose games here. Uh, Mac Jones in New England is the interesting one. Our good buddy Tom Curran writing today, He's NBC Sports Boston. He says that uh, basically Mac Jones should be the starter for the New England Patriots. When, quote, doing what's best for the football team is the stated objective of every decision, you can contort yourself so any choice is defensible in the long term or short term. If the standard to be satisfied was the best players play, we wouldn't have this discussion anymore. He finishes his column, Tom Curran, saying on Wednesday, Mac Jones all but rested his case. The time remaining for Cam Newton's closing argument has been frittered away. Further questions? Question mark? None here. We'll talk to Chris Sims about that. Has Mac Jones done enough? And with Cam Newton not being able to practice for five days, Mac Jones getting all the reps with the starters, and at least according to Tom Curran, He's seen enough. Mac Jones is your starter. Yes, Paul? How much do you factor in your chance to compete for the Super Bowl with your starting quarterback? Like, are the Patriots even a percentage chance of a Super Bowl contender? Sure. Yeah. Okay. They got, they'll have a good defense. It's a very good offensive line. Um, they have a lot of running backs. I don't know about their skill position, guys. They did go out in the offseason and uh, pick up a couple of tight ends. 
But this, to me, feels like a Belichick offense. And I do think they can win with Cam Newton. It's just, can he stay healthy? And do you know what you're getting week to week? With Mac Jones, you know exactly what you're getting. Absolutely. And it's not, he's not one of those, well, he's not very athletic. Like he's, it, it always feels like when you talk about Mac Jones, he's not very boom, fill in the blank. But he is. He's a lot of things that you want in a quarterback. Uh, by all accounts, very decisive, uh, takes command, good arm, uh, has athleticism. But you feel like whenever you hear his name, yeah, but he's not very what? He is Tom Brady. I mean, that's, that's what you drafted. You're not getting somebody who is going to overwhelm you athletically. Cam has that athleticism, not what he had when he won the MVP. And can you win with him? Yes. But Cam out with, you know, COVID protocol, you know, maybe he did cost himself the chance to start this year. Plus, understand this. If you're a Patriots fan, you're the only team that reached out to Cam Newton. When nobody else wanted him, you brought him in. And I thought that he did okay. He certainly ran well. But, you know, having shoulder surgery, it's tricky. You don't have good wide receivers. Uh, first year in the offense with Belichick. Patriot fans are looking at Mac Jones saying, that's our guy. Like, Cam's not your guy. Cam was the guy to help you before you got to the guy that you think is your future. That's what's going on in New England right now. And is Mac Jones the starter? I'd be surprised if Belichick goes with a rookie to start. But if he's seen enough, then he said all along it's Cam Newton. And that's what I was curious about when Tom Curran is watching practice and Mac Jones is carving everybody up that you go, that's my guy. I'm going to start him now. Like, is that what it's going to come down to? Was it just one of those moments where Belichick goes, uh, I can't, uh, I can't go with Cam. I got to go with the kid. And maybe that is. But it was wishful reporting with the other quarterback situations. Justin Fields is going to eventually start. Trey Lance will eventually start. Trevor Lawrence is starting now. Zach Wilson is starting now. There, there's nothing that's changed. New England could be changing right now. That's the news. The other stuff, that was just window dressing. That was just, let's have some talking points here. We got some time to fill. What's going on in New England, I think is real. But I'd still be surprised if Belichick goes with Mac Jones. I have no intel. I have no sources with New England. I don't know anything. I'm not hearing sources close to. Nope, I don't have any of that. I tell you when I have a source, and I tell you when I don't have a source. I don't have anything in New England. But I do trust Tom Curran. But I do think... Tom Curran has not exactly been a Cam Newton cheerleader, and I think he's probably going, Mac is uh, is our guy. Yes, McLevin. I've heard the comparison of when Belichick chose Tom Brady over Drew Bledsoe. Brady, early in his career, slow and steady, not spectacular. Bledsoe, big, strong-armed. Uh, but that analogy doesn't quite work, does it? Not in this situation. I mean, Bledsoe got injured. Yeah, but then he could have gone back to him. He went back to him in the title game. Yeah. And he chose Brady, who was... Brady wasn't Brady early, right? He was more... Go back to that Super Bowl. When, you know, the great John Madden is saying, hey, basically with Brady, inexperienced, they're going to be playing for overtime in that game against the Rams. And Brady, in a two-minute drill, is throwing passes. 
And you could almost hear John Madden going, I'm shocked. I'm surprised. And then Vinatieri kicks the field goal to win a Super Bowl. In that moment, it was like, hey, just don't screw things up. Or at least that's what we thought of with Tom Brady. I remember after that Super Bowl, I didn't, I didn't see enough greatness in Brady where I went, is, is he really their future? Like, is he going to be great? And I remember asking analysts who joined us that Monday after the Super Bowl because I didn't see it. And then all of a sudden it crystallized and you had analysts saying, oh, no, 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 he's going to be great. Well, you gave Drew Bledsoe $100 million. I don't know when you saw it with Brady, but you probably didn't see it sooner where you're offering Bledsoe. If Bledsoe doesn't get injured, what happens in this situation? Like it's, it's crazy how if Trent Green doesn't get hurt, the Kurt Warner story may never happen, right? If Peyton Manning doesn't injure his neck, then where does Andrew Luck go? Is he still playing now? Does Peyton get another Super Bowl? Like, it, it's crazy how this stuff happens. Yes, McLevin. Do you think Drew Bledsoe and Trent Green could have gone on to win Super Bowls with those teams around them? Probably so. I mean, they're, I mean, Drew Bledsoe was a really good quarterback. And, and Trent Green was good enough to be starting over Kurt Warner. Trent Green was a very... I, capable doesn't sound like a compliment. But Trent Green could lead your team to the Super Bowl. And, and he did have a moment where he was very impressive. Yes, Paul. I went back to 2001 after Bledsoe got hurt in game two and Brady took over. His first two games, Brady, his first three games, he had no touchdown passes. He didn't play poorly. He just didn't uh, score. He had no interceptions. His fourth game as a starter was against Indianapolis. In Indianapolis, he beat Peyton Manning 38-17 with three touchdowns, no picks, and outdueled Manning. And you could see the articles nationally and locally. Maybe the Patriots have found something. But the first four weeks, it was like mixed reviews. Yes, and that trend uh, would continue itself over the next 20 years, which was just wonderful to watch. Never stop. There are so many (laughs) analysts who cover the NFL, and there are so many of us that don't know anything. Remember when Lamar Jackson was coming out? Right? There was a curiosity and and that you would hear accuracy issues. Okay, we didn't focus on what he did well. We focused on what he didn't do well. And it drives me crazy, especially with basketball players. Steph Curry, yeah, slight. He can't play point. Okay, can he shoot? Yeah, he can shoot. Steve Nash, that guy, he can't start. Oh, they're going to dominate. He can't guard anybody. Can he, can he pass? Patrick Mahomes, I, look, at the, look at the profile here. Didn't win a lot of games. You know, he, you know, he takes chances. Project. You would hear he's a project. Okay. That's why when it comes to this, we don't know. Mac Jones. Mm, man, he only played one year. System quarterback here. That guy, not athletic, doesn't have a big arm. Like, we, okay. Like, if we, we talk ourselves into things and out of things here. Yes, McLovin. I just remember a dad bod Mac Jones. That yes. was the that was the headline. Yeah. 
Like Zach Wilson threw a roll left, throwback right, 50-yarder in uh, you know his pro day, and we went, oh, my God, he's the next Patrick Mahomes. Is he? I don't know. Yeah, Paulie. I just went back to Brady's first playoffs. You were talking about how you weren't sure after the first playoffs, which they won the Super Bowl, by the way. His first three playoff games, he had one touchdown pass in three games. Yeah. He had one pick. His stats were, you know, not that great. They were average. That's why, you know, when somebody gives you that stamp of approval, okay, when do you give that? And I go back to Josh Allen. He's never won. Like, if you go back to high school, he got very, very few scholarship offers. He went to a junior college. He wasn't great. He went to Wyoming. I don't even know if he was first team all-conference when he was at Wyoming. Mountain West? I think he was second team all-Mountain West. And that's why I had been told the Browns were interested in Josh Allen, but that was his smokescreen. They were drafting Baker Mayfield, which they did. Buffalo gets Josh Allen. And I remember watching Josh Allen his rookie year, and I said, he, he doesn't know how to play the position right now. And he didn't. And even the next year. Last year, I thought he should have been MVP. Like, if you look at value to your team, Aaron Rodgers was unbelievable. Josh Allen was a difference maker for a team that another quarterback in there would not have led them as far as he did. Just in my opinion, that's why when it comes to Josh Allen, he got a big arm here. Okay. They all have big arms. It's hard to play the position if you go, you know, he's got a small arm. That dude, he's got a noodle for an arm. Like most of these guys, good size, some athleticism, got a great arm. Okay. And that's why when it comes to trying to handicap this, it's really difficult. Trey Lance has played one football game in 20 months. I don't know if he can play the position. Do I like the kid? Does he have a lot of talent? Yes. Easton Stick had a lot of talent at North Dakota State. That's why when it comes to trying to handicap this, good luck. That's why you have so many busts at that position in the NFL. Because it's hard to quantify what is going to make you great. Everybody passed on Tom Brady a couple of times. People passed on Russell Wilson a couple of times. It's a great unknown. It's what's fascinating about that position. Chris Sims, who played the position, he'll join us coming up, get his thoughts on these decisions. Paulie, yes. You said that Josh Allen did not win Mountain West Player of the Year his last year there. I think you're right. Rashad Penny, senior San, run, running back San Diego State. I don't know if he was first team all Mountain I, West. I'm checking. I think he might have been second team. This is the greatest assignment you've ever given me, by the way. I just <laughs> I could dine out on this for weeks. Uh, I'll look. I think yeah. he was first team quarterback. Oh, he was? Okay. All right. Let's take a break here. <laughs> Chris Sims will join us. I believe Adam Sandler will join us uh, from uh, the uh, set, the movie set. He's uh, shooting in Philadelphia. That'll be next hour. We'll settle on a poll question. Play of the day. Your phone call. Is the Dodger game over yet? Did it just get over? Minutes ago. Man. That was that was almost like four in the morning East Coast time there. We'll talk about that. Big win for the Dodgers. And the Orioles pick up a victory. 18 after the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. Oh, it's amazing. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. You know, I'm using my Discover credit card today. And you know what I'm buying? Pizza. What? Yes, 
The tomato pizza Let's go. is going to be here oh, for lunchtime. Dang. What? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Who has it better than us? Nobody. Pick up your Discover credit card accepted in 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations do apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you have a podcast idea, maybe we'll be in business together. The next great podcast, this was so successful last year, we had over 1,800 entries. You get an opportunity to submit your idea to me and our podcast team at iHeartRadio and Tongle and go to danpatrick.com. You click on the link to our homepage and uh, we will select 10 finalists. You get a budget, an opportunity to produce a pilot show of your podcast you have until September 17th to submit. Go to danpatrick.com, follow the link, submit your idea. Good luck. And you don't, it doesn't have to be necessarily a sports podcast. It can be anything. Last year's winner was not a sports podcast. 877-3DP-SHOW. We'll get to your phone calls. We'll settle on a poll question. Where other bands stop short, Mercedes-Benz fans go far beyond. From their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz fans build equipped, engineered to be ready for anything, go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. Before we get to Chris Sims, Paulie has a question. Well... I heard a lot of hubbub about 20 minutes ago from the back row, and McLovin says, I have a whose career would you want? I think it's quarterback related, okay. and he's very fired oh, up. Oh, all right. What do you have? Okay. okay. At first blush, you're going to be like, well, this is obvious, but whose career would you want? Washington football quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick or, or former Broncos, Bears, Dolphins quarterback Jay Cutler. And one of the reasons I asked, they have almost identical stats. Uh, 223 touchdowns for Fitzpatrick, 227 for Cutler. 35,000 yards for Cutler, 35,000 yards for Fitzpatrick. Mm. Fitzpatrick's entering his 17th season. Cutler played 12 seasons before retiring. All right. Well, let me start there with Chris Sims. Chris, whose career would you rather have, Ryan Fitzpatrick's or Jay Cutler? Well, I man, that, that's a tough one. I mean, you know, I guess I, I come, let me just go through this with my thought a little bit. You know, Cutler had certainly more high-end talent and did bring a team to an NFC championship game. There's no doubt about that. But I guess I'd also look at it and go, damn, I'm better than what my career ended up really being. Maybe I should have had more success. So I, I think, you know, I don't know. I'm mm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I am. I'm gonna it's a close one there, but I'll go with Fitzpatrick. You know, I, I just give him a lot of credit for the fact that he's hung around, you know, and, and really beat the doubters. And he's had some good moments and played some of his best football here at the end of his career. I would say Ryan Fitzpatrick because he's an underdog, whereas yeah, Cutler, right. Cutler we look at and we go. And I remember you loved Cutler coming out of college. Like, right. And you liked him more than any of those quarterbacks, I believe. Right. Yeah. Remember that? That was one of my first proclamations. I think, uh, what was that? When I was like a weekly guest and I was down there in Tampa, right? And you were like, so who do you take, Matt Leinart or Vince Young? And I was like, <laughs> neither. You take Jay Cutler. Right. So uh, I do. I remember that very clearly. And I took some heat from some of my uh, Texas friends that day when I said that. Yeah, but uh, Cutler yeah, feels like an out. underachiever, where Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick feels like an overachiever. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I'm with you there all the way. All right. Has Mac Jones earned the starting job in New England? Tom Curran was gushing about this, that Cam's been out. Mac Jones has been in and has looked very impressive. Knowing Bill Belichick, having spent some time there, could you imagine Belichick going with a rookie quarterback to start week one? I mean, I, I think before training camp, I would have erred on no to that. But like, I, I think Mac Jones has impressed so much and been so good through training camp, everything he does on and off the field that I do. And, and the fact that they kind of praise them, you know, praise him as well. 
I do. I don't think they're scared. I don't. I think in the perfect world, they'd probably rather go with Cam Newton. But I mean, I still can't believe what Cam Newton did. I don't know what other way to say it. I'm shocked. I mean, his career is hanging in the balance. Yeah. And to make a mistake like that and do that, it's just unforgivable. And as you know, and anybody knows, it's the Patriots. They're like psycho detailed. And now you got a guy where he's not vaccinated and you're not sure if you can trust him. And then you got this other guy who's like a robot and kind of like Tom Brady ish. And he continues just to get better and better and been very impressive in the preseason. So yeah, I think there's a chance. And if he balls out this weekend, Dan, and I don't know if Cam will play or not this weekend now, but if Mac goes out there and plays phenomenal, I would not be shocked if they just pulled the trigger and started the Mac Jones era. I know that you're uh... Co-host Mike Florio brought this up about the Jags, that maybe they were waiting to name the starting quarterback because maybe Urban Meyer wanted to go with Gardner Minshew because maybe he didn't like what he saw with that offensive line for Trevor Lawrence. He has since named Trevor Lawrence. I, I follow Florio's philosophy here. I don't want to put Trevor Lawrence out there and have him become another Andrew Luck. I want right. to make sure that there is that I'm going to protect him. He might not make good decisions. I want him protected at all costs. And that's what would be my big concern. Uh, yeah. your, your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence getting the start? No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, that, that is a concern. It's something that we talked about a lot on Monday. You know, I brought it up with Florio, and I was like, listen, I don't think it's a real competition here. Like, yeah. Trevor is way better than Gardner Minshew. I mean, maybe doesn't have quite the experience yet in those things, but the talent is that's not comparable. But, I, you know, so I thought, like, maybe that's – and they listened to the, the Monday night crew, right? They were kind of saying some things like that, and I thought, oh, okay, so this is more about getting the team in the right place. It really has nothing to do with a true competition. I, I, I think really ultimately Urban Meyer, hey, I know he's adjusting to life in the NFL and all those things, but, damn, he's still really smart understands football and I think he'll play a certain way to protect Trevor Lawrence you know I said today on the show today the phrase I used you said Andrew Luck I said don't Joe Burrow Trevor Lawrence mm. don't do that don't have him drop back 45 times a game and oh we gotta win even though we know we're not gonna be in the playoffs we gotta go for 5 and 11 like who the hell cares if you're 5 and 11 or 3 and 13 right like save the franchise and they didn't do that in Cincinnati. And, you know, I heard the other night, too, Urban Meyer talked to Joe Burrow in the offseason. So that's in his mind. And I think he'll do the right thing here and realize the big picture and not fall into the trap of, oh, we're losing. I just got to let Trevor loose and let him try to carry the team. I, I don't th I think he's too smart to, to see the big picture there. Has John Elway whiffed on another quarterback? I don't know if he's whiffed. I, I'm not going to say that yet about Drew Locke. There's some things I like. He played better towards the end of last year. I think, you know, when you take a few things into account here, Vic Fangio, he's a defensive head coach. They usually err on, let's go with the safer quarterback. Let's, let's go with the quarterback that's not going to mess it up for my defense. George Payton, the GM, he came from Minnesota. He was there when they drafted Teddy. And I think ultimately, you know, Drew Locke, I think, scarred Vic Fangio a little bit last year with some of the bad decisions, reckless throws, things like that, to where Teddy is the safe bet. You know, I don't know if Teddy can maximize the talent of the offense quite the way Drew Locke can, but 
I think, you know, I understand his logic here with going with the proven veteran who knows how to protect the football and is not going to mess things up early on in the year and kind of get them behind the eight ball. If that doesn't go well, then you bring the flamethrower, you know, off the bench and go, okay, we need you. We need you to make some plays and do those type of things. And Locke has looked very good in the preseason. It feels like every year we get mixed opinions on preseason. Like, don't read too much into preseason. And then we ultimately read too much into preseason. How important is like a preseason game to a regular season game? How how different is it at the quarterbacking position? Sure. It, it's a lot different. I, I think the biggest thing, it's just more, they're, they're, it's just, it's uh, elementary for, for, I think some of the start, you know, you're not going to unveil some of your best plays. There's really no game planning. Like, Hey, this team does this. So we're going to attack them like that. You're kind of just like, Hey, we got to go out here and work on what we got to work on and do that. And you don't want to show too much for the right, you know, and, and have teams be ready in the regular season. The defenses are the same way. You know, you don't get to see a lot of exotic variety type defense defenses in the preseason and then it slowly starts to progress where you're going to see a little bit more of that this weekend so yeah you're right you don't read too much into it but there's certainly some things that you can take from preseason to go ooh, that team like let's say the Miami Dolphins right I'll just use them as an example I what are they two and oh in the preseason I don't really care what their record is I just look at them and go man the way that team looks I like it they got depth on the front line. They got depth in the front seven. They got speed at the right positions. Two was improved. So that gives me the inkling at least to say like, hey, I'm not going to say they're going to the playoffs, but they're going to be right in the thick of things and, you know, are going in the right direction. He's Chris Sims, uh, Pro Football Talk co-host, former NFL quarterback. Matthew Stafford says, hey, I want to play in big games. And I don't want to be playing at one o'clock on a Sunday. Well, <laughs> how much of that is on Matthew Stafford that – like, he didn't win a playoff game. Like, we look at yeah. the quarterback, and, you know, you're supposed to elevate your team. I know. He I didn't know. elevate well, you know, his team. Well, no, see, I'll, I'll disagree a little bit there. All I right. mean, the fact that they were even in the playoffs at some of those years, they were only there because of Matt Stafford. You know, and again, I think we've talked about this before. Let's not forget, horrible call in the Dallas playoff game right with the pass interference late or whatever the damn penalty is that they called there i can't remember the specifics they were kind of in the lead that was a controversial call you know the other year they went to what seattle in a wild card game one year and played in the playoffs there receivers dropped the ball i mean go back and watch it so the team has failed him to a degree and a lot of these years dan where i'll always argue or defend where they were maybe seven and nine or six and ten i wanted to go like they would be 2-14 and 14 if it wasn't for Matthew Stafford. No 1,000-yard rusher since, what, 2012. You know, no offensive line. No namesake defensive guy you can come up with in the Matthew Stafford era other than Sue early on in his career to go, oh, wait, they did have one good defensive guy his whole era there. Oh, wait, they did have Calvin Johnson. Okay, they've had three people. In like 10 years, what would he do? What is he supposed to do with that? So I'm a defender of him, but I am I know I'm going to be watching this year too because it's going to be a big year. He's got at least some talent and a system around him here uh, that he should be able to maybe shut some of the haters up. Well, I was on the bandwagon probably before anybody saying, if you're looking for an MVP candidate, this is this is the guy. And But I wonder about that. You know, you lose Cam Akers. Is Sony Michelle mm. an upgrade? No. Okay. Absolutely not. He is not. Sony Michelle, I mean, I listen, that that was a, it's a risky trade in 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 my opinion to a degree. 
You know, first off, he's a first round pick and New England's trading him away, right? There's something they don't <laughs> they don't like, right? And you know, anything, you know, if the I Rams pick up Nikhil Harry, then I'm gonna worry about that one. Hey, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. But they're desperate, you know, because you know, like you're saying, you know, it's their run game is important to their success. That's what the, that's really what you know, their offense is based around that. And then the bootlegs and the play actions and the speed sweeps all come off of that. So they they I think, you know, the one thing I always give the Rams credit for they push the the chips in the middle of the pile every year and go we're going for it we're trying to win the super bowl we don't care we're not going to eight and or eight and nine or it was nine and eight or anything like that we are going for it so uh but sony michelle i mean knee issues anybody i've talked to in the nfl thinks it's not going away there's a real issue there uh but i would expect them to sign another running back or two here when cuts are made you know to bolster that group altogether. If Belichick is calling you and he wants to trade you somebody. Yeah, right. You better be like, what? Well, we need to do extra homework <laughs> than normal. <laughs> because I will Bill, say yeah. this. Belichick is really good at getting rid of players a year early than a year late. Yes. He may not be great at drafting players, uh, certainly in the first round and skill position players. But, hey, you know, when it's, uh, hey, I got Richard Seymour. You interested? Uh, hey, I got uh, Jamie Collins. You in- I got Lawyer Malloy. You interested? Like you go, right. yeah, those are big names. And then all yeah. of a sudden, hey, anybody interested in Malcolm Butler? And, <laughs> yes. Yeah, how I do know. those things? Who was the uh, uh, Logan Mankins? Remember that? Yeah. Tom's, sure. Tom's mad. His offensive lineman got traded to uh, Tampa. And then all of a sudden. Yeah, we never heard of him no. again. Right. Yeah. No, I know. Bill's got a great feel of getting that, you know, ooh, it's coming to the end. Maybe he's got one more year, but it's it's about over. And yeah, he's a step ahead of the game that way. And that's some of the toughest things to do as a head coach, because, you know, yeah, it's yeah, say what you want. These coaches do like their players. There is a personal aspect, but the, his ability to cut the cord a year early Ooh. has of course made them really, really damn good for a long time because of that. So uh, yeah, I, I would be weary of, of, of Sony Michelle and I'll certainly be watching more likely to disappoint. Yeah. Cowboys Browns. I'm going to go Cowboys. I got to see it to believe it with the Cowboys first. The Browns last year just kept going like this. And then this year, they just made their roster just keep going like this. And it's year two in the same system for Baker Mayfield. Okay. And, you know, everything you hear, Odell Beckham Jr. looking really damn good. I mean, on paper, the Browns roster is as impressive as anybody in football. So uh, I think between that, you know, Stefanski and Baker have created a little culture there. They're pretty damn good on both sides of the on the uh, both sides of the ball. And Dallas, I just want to go one. I'm not sure Dak is totally himself, and he hasn't played. And now he's going to go to Tampa Week One and just what carry the team. I don't. I'm not sold. They're going to be able to run the ball. I got to see Ezekiel Elliott. You know, everybody's talking about he's leaner and quicker. I want to go. It doesn't look good that his legs are half the size of Dak Prescott on HBO Hard Knocks. I don't know. I haven't seen running backs really be that successful when their legs are half the size of the quarterback. So I got to see that. And then, of course, the defense we know was a disaster last year. So uh, I'll, I'll pick the Cowboys in that that department. Oh, gosh. Yeah. What? what no, no. Oh, it's, gosh about? it's just the, it's the Cowboys. I know. They get more attention than it feels like all of the other teams combined. I, I agree. But, I know. But it's, it's just because they're America's team and that popular fan base, right? 
It really That's is it. for the most part. And Jerry's, you know, amazing at keeping them in the news and relevant yeah. and doing things like that. But you're right. Yeah. It's uh it's amazing. They do. They get too much attention. They got a few stars, but yeah, they gotta they gotta have a team. And you know that's where you know you look at it where the team. I mean, yeah, that you know there's some good things. But everybody then, talks about the talent, Chris, because it's yeah. the Cowboys. Like, man, those linebackers, Sean Lee, Leighton Vander, and I'm going. Where are these guys? Like, I know Jalen Smith. I mean, he's I a backup. I know. You know they paid him all this money. He's a backup. He's not even going to start on their team this year. I mean, Randy Gregory, second round pick. Never. He's never done crap for them. Yep. You know, they've had some interesting moves and decisions they've made. Taco Charlton, right? First round pick a few years ago. I mean, damn, he might not be in the league this year. So they've swung and missed there, too, that have, I think really been a detriment to the building of their football team. Uh, so, yeah, it is. They're, they're overhyped. It is. It's just Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Ezekiel Elliott. And we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, when do you make your Super Bowl pick? Um, probably next week on my podcast. I got to start kind of formulating, you know, playoff teams and doing that. How about so, who are you not picking? Who am I not picking? Hmm. Like, you mean that of like true playoff? Yeah. I mean, first, I'm not picking Chicago to go to the playoffs or anything and for next year. Neither is anybody in Chicago. Yeah, right. That, dude, 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 I like that music. That's great. Um, You know, I, I mean, I don't know who I'm not picking. Seattle? Gosh, that's a Seattle, I'm not sure about. I got to see Seattle a little bit. You know, a little off-season drama, you know, new offense, offensive line. Hey, we'll see where that goes. The other thing I'll just say, too, is, you know, let's, the defense got better last year, but underwhelming secondary other than Quandre Diggs. Nobody up front that you're worried about, right? Jerron Reed's gone. It's a lot of, like, young guys where you're going, oh, they got potential, but is it going to come through? So they'd be a team that I look at. Yeah, I, I almost a borderline, like, uh, some I have some thoughts to go. Man, Seattle I think is a on the playoff bubble in that in that division. I think the Forty mm. ers the Rams will be good. I wouldn't be shocked to see them kind of fighting for their life this year. Better team, Chargers, Rams. Who has Ooh. more wins? The thing that scares me so much about the Rams is they're just so thin. It yeah. is a twenty-two man team, yeah. and like two injuries, they could totally be derailed there. Mm. Man, who am I going to pick? I'm still going to go with the Rams. I'm going to go with the proven commodity here in McVay and, and Raheem Morris being the defensive coordinator with Matthew Stafford. As that Chargers team, I mean, listen, they're a team that I'm certainly thinking about putting in the playoffs, but it is a new offensive coordinator. I, I still don't know why they really let Shane Steichen go out the door with the success they had with Justin Herbert and him last year. But Joe Lombardi, of course, we know he's pretty damn good under uh, Sean Payton. So I, I just, I guess that there's some things there I want to see. Can Derwin James stay healthy? Can Joey Bosa stay healthy? So that's why I'll err on the Rams, but certainly wouldn't be shocked if the Chargers win the playoffs too. Great to talk to you, Chris. Thanks for joining us as always. We'll talk soon. All right, man. See you. See you guys. Be good. Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk co-host. Play of the Day is up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Uh, got some infighting here with the Danettes. Front row, back row. McLovin has a poll question, or Paulie has the poll question, and McLovin is taking offense to it. Yeah, so the actually the poll question on the site is, whose career would you want, Ooh. Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jay Cutler? And it's actually 50-50 to start. All right. Um, and that led to Paulie's question. All right. So you know where those guys went to college. So I was thrown out there. If you could get it, you had... You had <laughs> You're a good student in high school, and you get accepted to two colleges, Vanderbilt or Harvard. Which one do you go to? Now, before you say, oh, of course it's Harvard, Vanderbilt's in Nashville. That seems like a good old time as well, as I think Vanderbilt considers themselves like a a Southern Ivy League school. And a lot of people think that's like a destination school. Harvard, we know what Harvard is. McLovin said, I'm absolutely nuts for this poll question. You Because you think the answer is Harvard. Well, yeah. I mean, and obviously all the numbers would support that. It's the most applied to school, the hardest to get into, the most accepted. Like, it's the highest demand of any college in the country. It's Harvard. It's probably way ahead of Vanderbilt. Is it harder to get into Harvard than it is Stanford? I think Harvard, I, you know, I, I could look at U.S. News or World Report. Yeah. But I actually was talking about this the other day. Stanford, Yale, Harvard, and Princeton are like the big whatever four. Mm. But there's something about Harvard that's different. You have a golden ticket for life. You're handed a CEO job the day you walk out of there, if you want it. That's what I've heard. Mm. I didn't get in. I'm here. <laughs> but don't you, is that, that's just what I think. So I could if be you wrong. got into Harvard, you wouldn't be here. If I got into Harvard, I'd be either writing for the Simpsons or CEO of a tech company. <laughs> that's like the two options. That's all they do. But you know some, you know some Harvard people around your yeah, family. Yeah. They're pretty successful, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, Paul. I found a couple of different 2021 reports of toughest colleges to get into. Stanford in a bunch of them is number one and Harvard is number two. You can find a couple where it's flip-flopped. But those two, and like Andrew said, Princeton's right up there, University of Chicago's right up there, Yale, etc. But isn't the acceptance rate at Stanford and Harvard around 6%? Does that sound about right? Could be, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a, I, I keep reading these stories that it's so hard to get into these elite schools right now, harder than ever. And that's why they, you had that Operation Varsity Blues. yeah. Like USC is impossible to get into. I know. And and it just felt like that was overnight. It used to be a commuter school, and then all of a sudden, it's like, it's really hard to get into USC. Notre Dame, I've heard, is like impossible now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Paul. Vanderbilt's in the top 15. Right. Can you imagine going to Harvard and being not successful? But I will say, when you talk about Vandy is in Nashville, Harvard's in Boston, and Boston, you could make a case, is the best college city in america city yeah yeah okay no it i mean it's yeah how many universities are within 15 20 minutes of boston it's crazy the number of i mean it's a great college town people don't talk about it as a college town but boston's got a lot of universities up there yes Paul. but the food in nashville compared to boston <laughs> i like the seafood and, in boston. The, and the music scene would be a little bit better there yeah yes mclovin people swear by nashville I mean, that does sound fun you know i applied to law school at vanderbilt law and and what happened? when i was a paralegal i was going to go to law school i got into vandy and i got into a bunch of places and i decided you know what i if you don't want to be a lawyer then why go to law school so i got this crappy sports <laughs> media job <laughs> And I, yeah, I have no regrets. Like I would, do you know of many happy lawyers? Um, not their first couple of years when they're putting in 80 hours. Oh, uh, so we got our poll question, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp-SHOW. 
there's, I don't think there's anybody doing this that's discussing Jay Cutler versus Ryan Fitzpatrick today. But then, this is the same show that spent a lot of time on Nick Cage movies. Did anybody watch Pig? I gave you a homework assignment. I want my pig. <laughs> Speaking of movies, Adam Sandler set to join us coming up next hour from the set of uh, his newest movie that will star McLovin. Have that for you coming up. More phone calls as well. One more item. We close out hour one. Simply Safe Home Security. I love telling you about a product that I firmly believe in. Simply Safe, keeping you safe, and it's simple to set up. The uh, owners, the founders of Home Security, Chad and Eleanor Lawrence, they designed that first security system in their kitchen, and they did it for a very personal reason. They had friends that uh, had their home broken into. They were trying to figure out a security system that was simple to set up and would make them feel safe again. Hence the name Simply Safe home security it's going to take you less than an hour and if you do need help somebody will be on the other end of that phone call there's so many things to love about simply safe there's no contracts to sign no hidden fees they've kept that monthly fee at just about the same price i think in the last 10 years we've been with them simply safe has highly trained security experts ready whenever you need them fire burglary medical emergency simplysafedan.com save 20 percent on your simply safe security system now and get your first month free simply safe Dan.com. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 